there, and welcome to episode 9 of Turning Tracks. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to talk about the music that we love. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about a band that struck lightning in a bottle with its first breakout album. You might not know them by name, but if you were listening to the radio in the 90s, you've no doubt heard them before. Give your ID card to the Border Guard, because today we listen to the music of The Refreshments. Well, hello, Matt. Hello, Chris. How are you? I am so super pumped right now. <laughs> I can't even... I, I, oh, I'm like bursting at the seams. Otherwise, yeah. I'm good. That, that makes me so happy to hear. I, I, I love this band. I, yeah. I love them very, very much. Um, so just the, some quick housekeeping for anybody who's yes. new to the show. Here's how it works. Each episode, either Matt or myself picks a band or an artist, and then that person has to choose 10 tracks and 10 tracks only that they believe best represent the band or artist. We listen to them, discuss them, and that's how it goes. Uh, so yeah, today we're listening to the refreshments, um, mm. which, yeah, I'm, uh, big fan of this band uh specifically their their first album uh I, I said at the end of the last episode uh that i wanted to pick something easy because usually we have a really hard time mm-hmm. narrowing down a catalog to 10 tracks yeah um because you know we've only been doing this for nine episodes now but uh <laughs> every one that we've picked has had like a vast career and i've been so stressed out lately i thought you know what i'm gonna pick a band that has very few not a lot to choose from the refreshments have two albums done <laughs> that's easy and there were still like cuts i didn't want to cut it was, i still like agonized over the track list for mm-hmm. a while obviously because you, know, you want to play everything but uh this 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 was a relatively breezy one to go through so i was was very happy with that so uh shall we get started yes we shall okay here's a little bit about the band Back in 1992, gentlemen Roger Klein and Dustin Denham joined forces with Brian David Blush and Art Edwards to form the band The Refreshments, a band with a southern twang combined with 90s alternative rock and roll that resonated with people like me. So much so that they quickly signed a record deal and released their debut album, Fizzy Fuzzy Big and Buzzy, in no time at all. For as brightly as that first album shined, though, said record company was equally quick to give up on the band, sending their second album out into the world with little to no fanfare. The band broke up shortly after, but their legacy lives on in the form of Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. The refreshment's short-lived career was an exciting one, though, including a couple of bona fide Billboard hits and even writing the official theme songs for the baseball team the Arizona Diamondbacks, called the D-Back Swing, and the TV, the theme song for the TV show King of the Hill, entitled Yahoos and Triangles, a song that actually supposedly started life as a soundcheck riff. That was the music that we played to start off this episode. So no, you didn't accidentally tune into an episode of King of the Hill. That's just a song <laughs> by the refreshments. I tell you what. Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Christopher. So Matt, what is your history with the refreshments? Um... Wow, no one's ever asked me that question. Because <laughs> no one knows who the refreshments are. Uh, I said in the last episode, you're like the only person that knows who the refreshments are. Um, What's my history with them? Man, oh man. I remember when... Uh, Pepper Farm first... remembers. Oh, Pepper Farmer. The North remembers. Um, I remember when uh, their first single dropped. And I remember thinking amidst all of the music that was coming out at that time in 96, of which there was a lot, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of stuff that I, I to this day feel is very formidable of uh, who I am and stuff. Right. 
And uh, I talk about all the time how I love the heavy, aggressive, electronic and stuff. These guys were such a refreshing ah. breath <laughs> of air. <laughs> uh, no, all jokes aside, they were, they were just something different. And there was just something special about the single. So I... I um, Banditos is what you're talking about, right? Yes. Um, and I... It took me some time, but I eventually got a used copy of their record. Um, and I remember just listening to it and thinking, like, wow, these guys are really, like, zigging while everyone's zagging. And that's awesome, right? Because 96 is, like, kind of uh, grunge is almost kind of wrapping up. And then you get, like, the hardcore, New York hardcore scene and, and punk. And these guys are just doing something just different and they were out there just being themselves and i think that's what really i gravitated towards was they really look like a bunch of guys who would make the music they made and <laughs> they were like intrinsically themselves like i'm i gravitate towards like overstated not overstated uh i gravitate towards like uh unabashed honesty you know and so um at the time, I was uh, dating my first girlfriend, you know, and what got us together was Metallica. Our love of Metallica, Metallica concert was like the crux of our conversation, what eventually led to us getting together. And, you know, we listened to a lot of the metal at the time, Pantera, Nine Inch Nails, you know, all the aggressive stuff. But then I was like, um, hey, have you, uh, you ever heard of the refreshments? And she's like, no. So I, you know, you play the two big singles and. It was like, I could see it light up in her eyes. She was like, oh, my God. And that became like a little in-jokey thing. We would recite lyrics to um, to Banditos, uh, you know, and it's just, and, and down together. We would, you know, just randomly say stuff. So, um, you know, I think I talked about it in the Clutch episode where music is very much tied to emotions, people, places, and things. Now, I'm not saying that The Refreshments is tied to my ex-girlfriend, but the reality of it is I jokingly said you're the only person that knows. There was really only two other people that knew. It was my, my then-girlfriend and then my then-best friend because me and him, would we would sit and just listen to music all day. Um, <laughs> and that was it. And nobody knew who the hell The Refreshments were. And I kind of felt... Like, I had my own little, you know, they joke about hipsters, like, oh, I listened to this band before they were cool. Um, you know, when you find that band early on, they kind of feel like yours, and then when they go mainstream, or they, or they, I should say they get the, the mainstream success, you feel like, oh, I lost them. The Refreshments, for me, didn't have that. I always, to this day, I feel like The Refreshments is absolutely a hidden gem. And I'm, again, I was, I'm so happy we're doing an episode on them, because, <laughs> They shouldn't be a hidden gem anymore. I mean, I don't think they are to some extent, but they really shouldn't be a hidden gem. Yeah, I concur. Um, let's see my uh, my history with them. I saw the music video for Banditos on MTV. <laughs> yep. And I was like, ah, the world is full of stupid people. And that just made yep. me chuckle. I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm into this. Uh, so as I was wont to do back in the back in the old days after their second single dropped down together. I was like, okay, yeah, I love these guys. I'm going to go buy their album. And then I did. And I bought the CD. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. This is just great. <laughs> uh, so that was a, th th I just kind of stuck with it and really enjoyed the, uh, really enjoyed the album uh, over and over and over again. And uh, then eventually got their second album when I discovered it existed, like probably, you know, several months after it released because it didn't 
like like I said in the intro there, it, did, it got zero fanfare. It got no support. There were no big single support or anything like that. It was just, oh, wow, there's a second Refreshments album. And I played it for like, you know, I listened to it once and was like, wow, this is not nearly, there's there's, there's something special mm-hmm. missing from this. Yeah. Um, I have since grown to appreciate that album more. Um, I don't think it ever quite hits the uh, the highs of the first one. The first one really was just lightning in a bottle. It is a just a fantastic, uh, f- fantastic top to bottom. I love it. It's one of my favorite rap records, and I own it on vinyl now. Uh, it's just a, it's just a magical thing. Um, <clears throat> but oh, yeah, I, that was okay. you know what? I'm I'm so sorry to cut you off when you posted that. There was oh, it was such a swelling inside of me. Relax, <laughs> relax, everyone. I said inside of me. There was such a swelling of emotion and joy when I saw it on your record player, seeing the big cover art in the in the vinyl. Yeah. Oh my! And I just immediately started singing, and I was like, ah, oh, so happy. There's just uh, <clears throat> there's just a couple of things in in my life in this life that bring me instantaneous joy. And as for for all my love of the refreshments, I tend to forget they exist, which I I'm, I'm so sorry. But boy, when they come back around to me, I'm oh, <laughs> I, so seeing that just oh, just blew me away. There is a a very specific time in my life that this album reminds me of, which is odd because it's not you know the time when I discovered it and was listening to it. There's um, mm-hmm. I would uh, my family used to go on vacation periodically down to Virginia. And when I was out, or just when I was out of high school, uh, friends of mine and I drove down to Virginia once to go on vacation with my family. Okay. Um, so it was like me and a couple of friends, and there's a couple of albums that we listened to driving down to Virginia mm-hmm. that just remind me very specifically of that road trip and that feeling of heading down there and being on vacation and the way the air felt and it this oh, it fills yeah. me with a very specific nostalgia and it's 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 this album and Goldfly by Guster that are the two that just every oh, wow, single okay. time I listen to them it's like wow those are those two albums hit me so hard with that very specific nostalgia. Um, and they, they make me happy every single time I listen to them. This one though is, it, it's such a fun album. Um, then really I have listened to none of, uh, Roger Klein's uh, other stuff. I've I did, never, I didn't know he it. went, I didn't know he went and did that. Yeah. Apparently they, they still play refreshment songs too. Like oh, they're that's cool. It's, it's him. And, uh, I forget who else. It was one of the other guys, that was involved in the refreshments. It's basically the same band, but yeah. not. So, gotcha. um, I have yet to, I've hit, I have yet to dive in. And honestly, it was their second album that kind of has made me real pensive about that. Um, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, you know, I I'll, I'll try and give it, a, I'll try and give it a shot one of these days. I, I really will because the, his, this first album, Fizzy Fuzzy Big and Bunny, Buzzy, which is the majority of what we're going to be listening to today, mm-hmm. uh, is just one of my all time favorites. It is absolute all time. So, I suppose we should get uh, get to work. Yes, please. So, like I said, uh, the one track you listened to to start the episode, uh, that was the uh, theme song to King of the Hill, Yahoo's and Triangles. There's no lyrics, it's just an instrumental, it's a super catchy tune. Uh, but this uh, one that we're going to listen to from the 1996 album Fizzy Fuzzy Big and Buzzy is called Blue Collar Suicide. This is the first track off of the album, and it has some marvelous lyrics. Uh, this is this is a band whose lyrics I I I can't can't avoid. Like, there's no songs in here that I just listen to and hear the melodies. Like, the lyrics just cut through right to my brain for some reason. So, 
Big old smile on my face. Here's Blue Collar Suicide by The Refreshments. Enjoy. Turn to see when she smiled at me But she lured me to her lair With all the things she promised me Well if I could You know I would run away Right now I can't sleep Cause she smells like a chainsaw And I can't eat Cause she can't cook And I can't ride She got all my inspiration She can't count all the pills I took Refreshments, uh, Matt. You're making all kinds of fun noises. Uh, what, what, <laughs> what, how did that? How that song make you feel? Oh my god, dude! It took me so back. <laughs> it took me back to the first time I heard the full-on record, right? Because mm-hmm. we grew up in a time of singles being on uh, TV. Yep, singles on TV. <laughs> um, 
so I can remember the very first time hearing that that opening track. That drum pattern brings back exactly what you said about um, traveling down to Virginia. I can remember like that summer day with the windows open in in my bedroom, <laughs> uh, you know, throwing it on the CD player and like listening to it and just kind of, you know, you just take it all in and and hearing everything for the first time. I can remember the the i i you know the warm feeling i get from listening to music like that right mm -hmm. i get the exact same feeling i feel it now the exact same way i felt it then and if you ask me that's that's a testament to to some good art right it's a fantastic track to kick off an album it really really <clears throat> really really is you know we do the other podcast about video game music and i constantly talk about first level and first level mm -hmm. music and you really you got to set the tone for for the game and that that particular song really sets the tone for the whole record. Um, his voice, he has this great voice, right? He's got a really good singing voice, right? But he almost doesn't sing uh, so much as he pushes his voice to get a kind of like, eh, out of it. Oh, like, yeah, especially that last right now. Like yeah, the, right now. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've always loved that in singers. Um, cause, cause I, you know, I could do that. Uh, <laughs> no, but, uh, but they, uh, so from a production standpoint, right? It's a super clean, super, super clean record. The song is super clean. I love the, like kind of the slap back reverb they threw on his voice. It, it works with, you know, what they're doing. The guitar has this great uh, tone. The whole band just sits in a nice pocket for the, for the, for everything to just, you know, exist. This guitar solo is great. It's just everything about it is just great, great, great. And it like to steal your words, it puts a big dumb smile on my face. <laughs> Same here. The biggest and the dumbest. <laughs> <laughs> also, just a, a a wonderful shout out to the lyrics in this song. I just I can't sleep because she snores like a chainsaw. Yep. I can't eat. She can't cook. Yeah. My favorite. I can't write. She got all my inspiration. Mm. <laughs> Love that. I know, right? It's like it's like this whole song about like the openings. I wish I never saw her because oh god, I'm so smitten. And then he proceeds to talk about all her flaws, but then the biggest flaw of all is that she she has his heart, right? She took all the inspiration. Yeah. Or or you could look at it as she took all the inspiration. You know, <laughs> and you know what I mean when I say that. So she ruined my life. She ruined, she ruined everything. Yeah, as as they tend to do. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right, well, let's move on to the next track. This is the uh, this is their second single. Um, mm -hmm. It is a just a masterpiece Ooh. of a song. It's called Love "Down it. Together." Uh, if you've heard of this band, you've probably heard this song, uh, or uh, who knows, maybe or the other haven't. way around. If you <laughs> ask me, exactly. If you've never heard of this band, you may have made of them from this song. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Uh, yep. So let's give it a listen. Here is "Down Together" by the Refreshments. Enjoy. Right. 
One of the most perfect songs ever written, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you on that, man. Oh, I love that song to death. There's um, a weird bit, a bit of trivia is that they reuse a handful of lyrics from that song in a different song on their second album, which is extremely bizarre to me. But regardless, hmm. taken on its own as this 
just one song as it is. It's just it's just perfect. I love the words. I love the music. I love the harmonies. I love the tone. I love everything about it. I just love everything about it. So it, it, it makes me so happy. Oh, absolutely. That opening little riff just in its tiny little overdriven uh, effects just and then it just hits you full force with like all it's got. And then the dynamic to bring it back down to let this guy sing and just and just say like the sweetest things. Right. I can mm-hmm. give you a star and you can give me one, too. That way we'll be even <laughs> like what? Come on. Why so sweet for, though? <laughs> there's a lot of oh man, there's a lot of good memories right there in that in that one song. You got to wonder if uh, I could forget the words here one more time and hope that no one notices was like, was that a joke that happened one time? Right. Right. Or and then he decided to keep it, or like, it's it's <laughs> you gotta. Wonder. I have so many questions. <laughs> nah, it's, it's, yeah, and that and like that's such a good because the way he plays it too is I could forget the words here. One, you know, he he messes up his own rhythm. Yeah, it's it's just great. It's like you know, brilliantly it, it, delivered. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I got nothing I mean I could again I can gush for hours about just how fun this stuff is well, there's no need because we can just keep listening to it woo I think that's a great plan so I love uh, ne- it next up we're gonna listen to uh, we're gonna listen to a slow song it's a little bit of slow, a slow dance slow jam grab, grab your favorite uh, favorite lady get yeah. on the dance floor show her some moves uh, this is a wonderful <laughs> song it's called Don't Wanna Know it's uh Said it's a slow song. You know, it's not all constant upbeat. Uh, it's just, it's just a wonderful slow song. So here's "Don't Want to Know" off of uh, "Fizzy Fuzzy Big and Buzzy." Enjoy. Probably be sitting right here. 
guitar riff comes in it just just tugs right at the heart every single time that there's Mm -hmm. something perfect about that tone this is the one in particular when this starts going this reminds me of road trip is what that that that's oh yeah i could see the song that that just reminds me of driving down a long winding road the windows down hours and hours ahead of you just mm. and 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 the song itself you know even outside of just the specific nostalgic feelings that it gives me it's it's such a pretty song. It's such a, a just a wonderful energy to it. Love it to death. How about you? How's this one make you feel? <laughs> I mean, all I'm gonna do is just basically repeat what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's such a beautiful piece of music. I you know, for all the uh, what do you call it, the aggressive and angry and fast and heavy music that I listen to and I really gravitate towards. I absolutely love slower pieces of music. I love really. Uh, seeing artists showcase some stuff that they may not necessarily do on a regular basis. Um, this is one of those bands, however, that you know, you know that they're fully capable of it, and you know they're going to do it. And when they do it, they do it so, just so well. <sighs> yeah, that guitar solo really is like a, a tug at the heartstrings kind of thing. The the whole piece, I can definitely see um, a road trip um, montage, you know, underneath <laughs> this, perhaps. Um, the only road trip, the only true road trip I've ever been on is I drove from, uh, the Phoenix area of Arizona to Flagstaff, which is about a, I don't know, three, four hour ride through the desert up and through the mountains and stuff like that. And it's really pretty. Like I, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was a very pretty ride. The, the music though, however, wasn't this, but this song was something that should have been in that playlist, you know? Um, now it's funny I mentioned Phoenix because these guys got their start in Tempe and so did a handful of other bands too, the Gin Blossoms. And then I didn't get, I, I failed to mention it on, um, uh, down together. They say we can all get dressed up and pretend we're dead hot workshop. Mm -hmm. Dead hot workshop is a band from the same scene. And it's so funny that they kind of shout out their (laughs) compatriots. So I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, yeah, man, it's just a beautiful song. Like uh, when when something hits, it 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 hits, and this is a hit. Yeah, nailed it. Love mm-hmm. it to bitty bitty bits. Absolutely. All right. Uh, oh yes, yes. Oh, uh, might it's 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 one of my favorite songs on the album. This song's called Girly. Uh, I mean, it's hard to top something like Down Together or Banditos, but I swear this song is so good. It, it's really just one of my favorites. It's it's ridiculous. So uh, it's it's much more upbeat. It's, it's so much fun. Uh, this is Girly by the Refreshments. Enjoy. 
favorites on this album uh that song is all time man <laughs> a... i i almost completely forgot about the ending where it's like i want to get a baseball bat you know what i want to do and put a red bow on you know, very very like bruce springsteen-y uh-huh uh it's it's so good though oh yeah it is it's you just tell there's so much fun being had like in the whole creation mm-hmm. of this song the recording of it is just it's just fun and lo- I love I love all the lyrics. I just just the whole simple goofy poetry of it all. I just just love it. Love it to tears. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's again it's it's more of the same from a great band just doing great things. Like it's it's a lot of fun. It's uh, there's like no pretense to it. 
you know like it's just mm-hmm. it's just like you said like a bunch of guys just really sitting around having fun making music yeah it's um <sighs> yeah fun this is the only rule i can think of it's just i I don't even I don't even know what else to say. I just listen to this song over and over again. I, every single time this song comes on, every time I listen to this album, and it's one of my most played records. Like honestly, goodness, I put this one on a lot. Whenever I don't know what I want to listen to, this is one of the ones that I always fall back on. And every single time this song comes up, I can't not dance to it. I can't not just tap my foot or bob my head. It's just so much fun and so like classic fun. You know, it's it's. Yeah, think about it. He's, he's lyrics about blowing his brains out, but it's all done in like a, a Looney Tunes goofball old timey sing song way. You know, it's not mm-hmm. serious. You know, beat me till I'm black and blue and my body's bloody red. Like it's it sounds super nasty on a uh, on paper, but when in in context, it's just marvelous. It's such a uh, such a joyous piece of music. Love it. Yeah. Well, this goes to probably the first song. Most of us heard by this band. This is Banditos. This is uh, another just masterpiece of a song. <laughs> it's got Star Trek Next Generation references in it. It's a mm, big old smile on my face. Here is Banditos by The Refreshments. Enjoy. So just how far down do you want to go? Well, we could talk it out over a cup of joe. And you could look deep into my eyes like I was a supermodel. Uh-huh. Well, it's you and me, baby, no one else we could trust We'll say nothing to no one, no how Or we bust and never crack a smile Or flinch or cry for nobody Yeah. 
station at midnight will divvy up there Well everybody knows that the world's full of stupid people Well I got the pistols so I'll keep the pesos Talk to me. Talk to me, Matt. Oh, goodness gracious. That song is just. That song is like high school in a bottle for me. <laughs> that first, the first love, the summer love. The, oh, yeah. You're the on the precipice of adulthood. I had my first job, you know, so I had my own money, right? Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Like your first real taste of freedom, so to speak. You're yeah. like I said, precipice of adult. You're just you're almost there. You're starting to you know experiment with things, perhaps. Definitely for me, it was it was beers in the woods, <laughs> in the park, whatever. I oh man, there's just some they bands like this manage to always capture this kind of. Um, this this uh I, how do i how do i put this in words this kind of um love right that two people can share in a romantic way right you think about down together and then this mm-hmm. one you know we can wear funny cowboy hats and pretend we speak italian like that's just a silly thing like two people would do um you know this song is is no different it's it's another in my opinion it's another little love song that you can i feel when you have that first love that puppy dog love perhaps your first real relationship um or if you love someone so strongly like these are the feelings you have this is the way you feel so they do this they do that so so well they do they have this ability to really get you to feel like with with all of your heart, whatever the emotion is, you know, you talked about um, the third track we listened to, um, Don't Want to Know, and it really, that guitar solo hitting you in the feels, like, absolutely, these guys have that knack. This record has that knack for taking you on that emotional journey, and this song is just, this song was such a lead-off to a career, right? Mm-hmm. Like, to hear this one out of the gate, and you're like, holy cow. And then you get uh, down together, and you get the record, and the record's just just great song after great song. It's it's, it's so impressive. I... Yeah, man, this song really takes me back. Yeah, same here. This uh, it, it again just reminds me of like you know, hoping to catch the music video on uh, on mm-hmm. MTV or VH1 back in the day, and and uh, always being happy when it comes on because it's a super goofy video. The fact that it references 
uh, Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a Star Trek nerd, so uh, uh, it's very cool to hear uh, it be all uh, <laughs> Star Trek referency, and then just the you know meet me at the mission at midnight. We'll divvy up there. Uh, the the whole line about the world is full of stupid people. It's it just it resonated with me on so many levels back then. It was just like, man, this song is really special. This band is a uh, this band has got it, and uh, I just uh, mm, I just loved it. I just I, right. I, I just love it. Love it the bitty bits. To to your point, right? Meet me at the mission, and I will divvy up there. There's a little story in there, right? It's about these, you know, the the group of people that are presumably going to go rob make a heist do a heist and and don't worry we're going to get away with it because everyone's dumb we're going to give the border guard a, an id that says you're captain jean-luc picard like oh, what a fool <laughs> you know what i mean we'll meet at them you know the plan is we're going to do what we do and we're going to separate and at midnight we get together and we're going to figure it all out you know like uh i don't know man there's just something so like I have a love affair with heists, bank heist films, and things like that. So maybe, uh-huh. maybe it's singing right to me. I don't yeah, know. that's that's true. <laughs> but at the same time, like the idea that your your partner, your your mate, your significant other is your partner in crime. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've I've said that before to my wife. Yeah, we're partners in crime now. Like this is it. <laughs> we're <laughs> going down. Die. We're ride or die. We're going down together. Uh-huh. 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 well on that line uh i think it's time to move on to the next track uh this one's called interstate it's a little long um this is a this is what i would consider like perfect filler track you know it's like it doesn't have the same energy or hook as a lot of the other songs on the album but it's also got just that perfect feel of the rest of this album it's it's really quite wonderful so here's interstate by the refreshments enjoy
That was Interstate by the Refreshments. And you kind of see what I mean. It's It doesn't have the hook of, uh, you know, Girly or Down Together or Banditos or anything. It's just this really nice filler. It's just this wonderful, like, downtime between tracks to just chill and really appreciate uh I don't know, catch your breath, I guess, between the, before the next song. It's just going to knock your socks off. And uh, I don't mean that to sound like it's this song is in any way lesser than other songs. It's just doing something else really, really well. And I, I love this song. <laughs> I like that. It's doing something else really, really well. <laughs> and I know, I know you're not knocking it at all. It's just a funny statement you just made. That's all. <laughs> I'm good um, with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Okay, all jokes aside, you're you're right. It I'm I think I like it a little more than perhaps it being just a bit of filler. Um yeah, I I'm 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 feeling like the word filler is not it's, it's not, not the what right word. It's not the right word because people talk about like with the TV shows are like, "Oh, that was a filler episode." And mm-hmm. like I I personally don't look at filler episodes like a bad thing. I think filler episodes are extremely important because if it's all it's all aggressive, all like the big stuff all the time, then none of it's special. This is yeah. one of those it's it's providing this um you know valley dynamic. Exactly. It's, a- it's providing dynamic. It's providing a valley to accentuate those peaks. And mm-hmm. and it's it's so important that that stuff is good because you listen to like there's a lot of albums out there that have those handful mm-hmm. of really good songs, and then everything else is just like Meh. Meh, but this is not a throwaway filler. This is this is the mortar that holds the album together. It's 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 just a wonderful song. It's just it's doing all that stuff that the refreshments do so well, but it's it's doing a, it's taking it from a, a different angle. There's no like really recognizable hook that you're going to be humming. I mean, it kind of is, you know, but not in the same energetic, fun sort of way as the rest of their stuff goes. It's I I I, I hope I'm putting that into the words. No, I, I absolutely get what you're saying. It, it's doing a it in a weird way. It might actually be doing some heavy lifting, you know, because you have such uh, such bomb tracks as Down Together and Banditos and mm-hmm. Girly, and so it, it it might almost be a track that has to try a little harder. I don't know. I but I get. I certainly get what you're saying. And there's you're absolutely right. There's a lot of chaff you know, to separate for some of the wheat and some of these records, right? I've I've got a wall full of CDs that, you know, I could sit there and go, these are absolute bangers from start to finish. These, you know, they have a couple of tracks that are good and the rest are there. So absolutely. But this is, this is a good, a, a good solid, you know what it is? It's a reliable piece of music. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Reliable. I like that word. <clears throat> you know, it's not the prettiest. You know, it's got a, a couple of miles on it, but it gets me to and from work. <laughs> <laughs> Seats so. in a steering wheel. I love it. Seats. <laughs> Three or four wheels, whatever. All right. Well, uh, our next track is going to be our last one from Fizzy Fuzzy Big and Buzzy. It's actually the third to last track, if I uh, remember correctly. Uh, it's just another salt of the earth, darn good piece of music. Uh, this is called Sucker Punch. And. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Let's just enjoy it. Here you go. Never gave a thought to fashion till 
Someone said I look like you Never gave a thought to passion till Someone said I screw like you Baby, I was never cool enough To get a job at a record store And if I had, I wouldn't want you anymore So I never gave a thought to Someone said I had a rash like you Never gave a thought to mash until Someone said I mash like you Maybe I was never cool enough To get a job at a record store If I had I wouldn't want you Wouldn't want you about this sound just is so nostalgically warm to me and uh specifically just the the mix of the vocals in here like his his, his vocals are just barely not a hundred percent in your face loud you know like they're just pulled back a tiny bit that mm, uh just 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 hits me right in the feels and I, I i love the way he sings this song i, I love the the lyrics it's it's magnificent 
uh, to your point about the vocals, right? A lot of everything else we've heard so far has been vocals front and center. And you're right. These are a little recessed into the mix. And that, I think, makes for a better... Uh, I, I think that allows for the song's point to be driven home because I, I like sometimes I really like the total package of recording that recording allows you to do. And if you can manipulate sound well enough, you can really create some very masterfully crafted uh, stories through the medium of music and sound. And it's fantastic. So when when uh, when an artist puts um the vocals a little recessed into the into the mix and you kind of have to give it a, a like a it has to take your ear a little more to listen to it i like that because it, it's a message conveyed so like here's your sucker punch right like it's almost like being drawn into a sucker punch because when they when they hit that big crescendo and he's really belting it out mm-hmm. that's the sonic sucker punch for the the, the listener yeah um but the song, it's, uh, I mean, again, masterfully crafted, wonderful lyrics that really just, that just hit you in the feels. It's That guitar solo is so good. Mm-hmm. I love that mm-hmm. guitar solo. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Like, right. Exactly. Like, we would just, we would just be repeating the same things over and over again. Yep. Yeah. All right. So uh, the bottom line here is fizzy, fuzzy, big and buzzy. Get it. It's. It is a phenomenal album, top to bottom. The songs that I skipped are no worse than the ones that are here. Uh, it's there is no bad song on this album. Like these happen to be my favorites, uh, but there's there, there were no wrong choices here. It was just, it's a great, great album. It's not overly long. It's not super short. It is the perfect length, and every song is mm-hmm. great. So, on to their second album. This was the last album that they released as The Refreshments, and it is called The Bottle and Fresh Horses. Uh, I have got four songs from this one, the next three, and then we'll play you out with the the final track from that album as well. Uh, The first one we're going to listen to is the first track on the new album. Um, It is a good record. It is missing a certain degree of magic from uh, the first one. The first one just it had this 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 personality to it that I feel like got a little bit washed out the second one. And I don't really know how else to explain it, uh, uh, how else to explain it than that. But which isn't to say that this is bad music, which is why I'm, I'm, I'm playing it. You know, I'm not I, I would have just skipped it entirely if I didn't think it was worth listening to. But there are it's not a great top to bottom listen like the first like fizzy fuzzy is um but it is still a solid solid chunk of music and there are some really good songs on it including this one i i rather like this song tribute it's called tributary otis uh it's it's fun so let's give it a listen enjoy
Just see the things I built working, working to bring me down. But I ain't thirsty no more. Horses, and I really like that song. Uh, it's a, I, I thought it was a really, really good way to kick off their second album. I, I was, I was super, supremely disappointed that it didn't stay at that high level consistently. But that was a really, really good follow-up track from their first album. I thought anyway. I, I, I think it sounds really fun. It's nice to hear a harmonica in their, uh, their <laughs> music. I think I think it fits really well. And, oh uh, well, yeah, what'd you think? I can't remember if I've listened to the second record. I, I feel like I have, and I feel like you and I share the kind of same uh, viewpoints, which is it's a little disappointing because it's not the same, you know, lightning in a bottle that was captured on the first record. Um, but listening to this, I think, I mean, I, I can't say for certain. Again, I, if I listen to the first, the second record, I don't remember it. Um, so I'm just going to assume... For to the sake of argument, I'm gonna say I'm listening to these tracks all fresh, right? Off this first track, it's a great track. Uh, I love uh, I love an album that starts with a nice high energy. I agree with you. Like, if you can keep up that that energy, that's great. Um, I have no problem with the record going dynamic and stuff. But yeah, if things are missing, things are missing, and and you're not gonna find them if they just don't exist, right? I think what I take away from this track is the thing that's missing that was prevalent in the first record was there's a tonal quality to uh, the lead singer's voice that just isn't there. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I, I tell people like, maybe it's because I do audio for a living and I've edited uh, interviews where I'm only listening and I don't see the people, but I can hear people smiling. I can hear people frowning. I could tell you what they're doing with their mouths. I've been doing this for so long. I can't help but feel like there was, <laughs> 
there was no fun in the recording session uh, for this record. Um, I'm partially joking, but I I don't know. You know, I wasn't there. I I can't say for certain. I've never read anything about the second record or the first one for that matter and why it's magic, but. It doesn't just, have that same raw energy, and to to an extent, yeah. Just the way it's it's mixed in general, it doesn't have that what we were just talking about with it being like slightly recessed in the mm-hmm. mix. That it doesn't have that. This sounds more like just a regular pop album. Yeah, and that might be where the magic disappears because it feels just like a regular pop album. But to be fair, this is a great song. Hope you know. Yeah, the, of course. It, it's. It, it does have a personality. I do think that to to an extent I might be too hard on it because of how good the last one is. But still. It is tough. The sophomore slump is a thing, right? It's it's tough to set the bar so high. Remember, I, again, going back to our Clutch album uh, episode, I, I talked about how much I loved mm-hmm. the Elephant Riders. But then the subsequent album, The Fall of Pure Rock Fury, was, you know, it took me a long time to really appreciate it. And now it's... It's definitely up there with a lot of the the records they put out. I don't know. Maybe if on a long enough timeline, if I kept coming back to this record, it might be the same thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. um, I have I have tried to put more time into listening to listening to it, but it it has yet to recreate that feeling of the first one. But you know, still, we should mm -hmm. keep going because there's there's plenty more good stuff to be had. Like uh, uh, this next song. Um, this one's called Preacher's Daughter. It's, yeah, it's fun. Let's give it a listen. Enjoy.
Preacher's Daughter from The Bottle and Fresh Horses, and it's one of the songs on this album that I do think comes pretty close to capturing that same energy from uh, the first album. What did you make of that one? Uh, I gotta agree with you, actually. Um, there's, um, there's a lot of earmarks or a lot of boxes ticked in this track that, uh, like you said, are, are prevalent in the first record that make up the first record. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I definitely did enjoy it. I like the, uh, the ending where they just kind of go double time for, <laughs> yeah. s- for seemingly no reason. Uh, but I think that's part of what makes it feel like a, a, a big and buzzy track is that it just feels like a fun thing to do. They just did it cause they, they felt like it was fun and they did it and that's that. So maybe that for me is what, um, gives it that, um, uh, kind of nod back to the the first record word yeah it's a it's a really nice fun it's got that southern twang charm that they uh mm-hmm. kind of they, they, they love infusing into their music um yeah that just the whole concept of the whole preacher's daughter thing you know that that's a that's a that's a trope for uh <laughs> for mm-hmm. for that kind of feeling stuff i i i, I really think this is a fun song um Good times. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that leaves us with one last track uh, before we send everybody on their way. Um, this one is, has always stuck out to me on it because it incorporates uh, the sound of an electronic slot machine <laughs> into the tune. So, uh, this one's called Heaven or the Highway Out of Town. Um, that's another pretty fun song. So, uh, yeah, buckle up and enjoy.
Heaven or the Highway Out of Town by the Refreshments. How'd that one make you feel? That one felt um, the most like fizzy, fuzzy, big and buzzy. Hmm. Um, I feel like I had talked about before the um, the idea that these guys can really make you feel what it is to be in like a loving relationship or a puppy dog love relationship. <laughs> um, and that the sound that goes with that is here in this last track that we just listened to. Um, it's not the same refreshments, which I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put the caveat here that, um, I hate doing that. Like, yes, fizzy, fuzzy, big and buzzy is certainly lightning in a bottle, right? It's just such a magnificent Mm -hmm. record. We've gushed about it enough. I was so overjoyed when you said we were going to do the refreshments. Um, but what I'm hearing from this record is, is the refreshments. It's, it's the refreshments. Um, all too often what happens is, um, bands will either end up having to pick a different studio or engineer, uh, producer combo, you know, then they go to a different mixing. And so like the team that lines up to make said record can potentially be different record to record to record. Mm -hmm. Um, that's another thing about why I do things in chronological orders, because you're going to hear the stark differences from records from 10 years ago, 15, 30, 20 years ago, right. To modern records, Uh, you know, uh, Metallica stuck with Bob rock for like four or five records. And those records are kind of very similar. And you could hear the, the Bob rock uh, influence and then they move on and, you know, bands will do that. And so I'm sure the personnel, uh, on the other side of the recording booth is very different, and then every engineer is different, and every mixing engineer is different, and so on and so forth. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, this is still a refreshments record. It's just as good on a on a sonic level. It's just as good on a content level. It just doesn't necessarily have that same spark. Yeah, um, that's that's that's. I would go so far as to say, at least in in these limited number of tracks, you're right. They're just as good. I mean, I picked these because they're some of my favorites on the album. Uh, and they are missing that spark, but they are very well constructed. And again, it's not a bad album. It's just when you listen to it as a whole, especially when you listen to it after listening to Fizzy Fuzzy Big and Buzzy, it's just, it's just not on the same level, which is... Uh, you can tell that there was a... Like, I, you read read their story on Wikipedia. There was There was some the record label seemed pretty done with these guys pretty quickly. And it seemed that it wasn't just in the promotion of the album. It was in like them getting into the studio, rushing them in because it was released a year later um, uh, to, to just get them in and, and get this going. And they could, that, that writing was on the wall pretty quickly for them, um, which is kind of a bummer. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like had their circumstances been different, perhaps there would have been a little bit more of a, it's just an internal spark of joy in the record itself to just yes. kind of keep that magic alive, which isn't to say that they aren't having fun. And clearly they're, you know, they're still out doing this and just not as the refreshments, but uh, there is, there is at least for me when listening to this album, something, something missing. And it does, it's, it's nowhere near what the, uh, the first one was, but that isn't to say that it's bad. Cause the first one's, you know, one of my all time favorites this is still solid stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And now hearing that, that story about being rushed into the the studio and stuff, it's not, you know, all too often you 
there are people who, in my opinion, are not creative. They don't have an ounce of creativity in their body. They don't understand how creating art works. And they think that they can just, you know, point a finger and say, dance monkey, right? You know, create, mm. do it now. And, and it just happens and it doesn't, right? Inspiration strikes a lot of people in very different ways at very different times. You look at someone as prolific as uh, Paul McCartney and the guy's cranked out banger after banger for friggin' 60 years. Um, but then, you know, you look at another artist that maybe has put out two records over the course of a 20-year period, right? And it it's just how the creativity strikes. And, and to say that a band was forced into the studio to record is like, uh, that's terrible. That sucks. I mean, I, uh, I think I've written a couple of decent songs in my life, mm-hmm. but it takes it would take me it takes me forever to write a song yeah um whereas other people i've been in bands with just like all right i just wrote a song uh, now there's another one there's i wrote six songs in the time it took you to write this one <laughs> half of this one song like some people can just crank this stuff out and some people can't and it's mm-hmm. that, you know, that creative process is different for everyone involved and um like i said i'm glad i'm glad to hear roger klein and co uh landed on their feet and continue to create and have fun. Um, because mm-hmm. uh, they're darn talented people, and I will always, always, and forever love uh, Fizzy Fuzzy Big and Buzzy is one of my favorite albums ever. Absolutely. So, this was a hoot. Um, I'm so happy we got to do this one. <laughs> me too. Uh, this is a uh, music always puts me in a good mood. All right. Uh, well, um, that is our show. We here at Turning Tracks are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens. We love communicating with you when we can. We have a couple of ways you can do that. There's the Geek Discord, in which we have a Turning Tracks chat, where we hope to discuss all manner of stuff related to music or whatever our next episodes are going to be. And of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com. And while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. Turning Tracks and other Geek podcasts are made possible thanks to the Geek Patreon page. There, patrons can get access to a monthly podcast topic and recording schedule, get early access to most of Geekade's shows, including this one and more. And if you've enjoyed our podcast over the years, please follow the link in the description and give it a look. We really appreciate it. Finally, as always, be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at Geekade.com. That's going to wrap it up for us. Matt, what will we be listening to next time? I almost want to ask you if you want heavy or you want weird. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, the two aren't tied together. All right. Follow your heart, Matt. Follow my heart? Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Okay, we're going to go weird. All right, good. <laughs> but heavy's on the horizon. Um, So the bands we're going to go with is something of a super group, but it's not a super group the way you would think of a super group. We're going to go with the Claypool Lennon Delirium. <laughs> and judging by your silence, you have no idea who that is, so I'm just going to give it to you right now. Less, it's less Claypool? The man, yes. Okay. And That's Lemon Demon, maybe? I don't know. Le- <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Chris, is this a cross Chris- between Primus and the ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny? I don't know. Uh, you, you beautiful, beautiful man, you. <laughs> Um, no, (laughs) no, it is, of course, Les Claypool of Primus fame and, uh, Sean Lennon, son of John Lennon. Okay. They came together and they formed a, 
Oh, you said lemon delirium. Oh, did you think I said lemon delirium? I thought you said lemon delirium, which is why I went with lemon demon. Okay, go. That man. Smoke. Let's track it a little bit better now. Oh, yeah. All right. Cool. Now, now that the confusion has been uh, cleared away, <laughs> the Claypool Lenin delirium. All right. All right. Uh, is is a group that is is less Claypool and Sean Lennon, and it's just some of the most interesting, fun music I've heard in a very, very long time. I, I fell in love with them very, very quickly, and I think um, I think this would be a very interesting experiment for our program. Okay, well, that's certainly news to me. D e l i r i u m. I'm adding it to my calendar. I still like to keep oh. track. There you go. Okay. Got it. Good times. Well, all right. We're going to leave you, uh, as we look forward to that, we're going to leave you with a, uh, a song from The Bottle and Fresh Horses called Una Soda. It's a, it's a really great final track kind of song, and it also happens to be the final track on the final Refreshments album. So that all kind of comes together there. It's a, it's a nice little ditty. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed the rest of this episode, and uh, I hope you stick with us till next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, have a great time.
que ora é Senhor Who's that pretty girl standing there by the door I think I knew her from a thousand years before Que ora é Senhor 